Welcome to Talking Up Eagle Mountain, where we discuss a variety of topics related to Eagle Mountain City government, services, programs, and goals. I'm Mayor Tom Westmoreland, and I'll be your host for this episode. Subject today is utility billing and reception desk. Our guests are Maria Loza, utility billing supervisor. Thanks for being here, Maria. Thank you. We have Pat Catherall, our receptionist. Welcome. Thank you. And Paul Jerome, Assistant uh, City Administrator. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And we also, on our production team, we have Evan Barrett and Linda Peterson. So, Maria, let's start with you. Uh, so, you've been in utility billing and services for a while. So, can you give us a little bit of an overview of uh, what all that entails? Yes, Mayor. We provide customer service to our residents. We assist both residents and non-residents to Eagle Mountain. Um, we do help them set up services when they're moving to our city to apply for a water, sewer, garbage, and storm drain. And we also help them when they are moving out of the city with their terminations to close out the accounts. Maria, can you tell us a little bit about how utility billing and services is set up? What our residents can expect when they... Uh, uh, when they contact you, anything that they need to know as far as what services you provide and how you can be helpful to them? When they contact the city, we do um, assist them with signing up for service, which would be their water service, their um, sewer, garbage, storm drain. Those are the services that we bill for. They can fill out an application and our termination or any other form online, or they can come in to City Hall and fill that out in person as well. We assist them with any payments. The payments can be dropped off in our mailboxes. We do have two locations. They can also mail in a payment or come into the office and pay. We currently offer online bill pay, which is with Express Bill Pay, and they can sign up for auto pay as well. Maria, what you do uh, here in the, in the city is a very important service. You deal directly with our residents. And, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, uh, well, you're, you're going to have both good and bad experiences, right? Sometimes uh, there are challenging experiences that come up. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about how you handle, um, uh, you know, difficult situations uh, in, in your department? Our bills are due the last day of the month, and at times our residents can't pay by the due date. They can call our office, and we do make payment arrangements for them. They can make a promise to pay at a later date, um, every once every four months. And we do also set up a payment plan once a year for them if they are having difficulties paying. The bill will be due at the end of the month, but we will work with anybody who is having a hard time paying them. Well, that's great. It's good to know that uh, you are uh, going to do everything you can to work with them and accommodate them. Uh, but I'm sure, unfortunately, uh, shutoffs do uh, do happen. Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the those challenges and 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 you know just your restrictions in in dealing with that so that people can understand? Shutoffs are difficult for everybody in our office. Um, it is increasing with every month, but. We do send out a past due notice letting them know of the date, the last day for them to pay. If they can't pay by that date, they can call our office and we will make arrangements. 
But if they do end up not paying by the due date, then we do have to process our shutoffs. And the way that works is you have 10 business days from the time that it's due until the time that your service will be disconnected. If you make the payment, we will avoid it. But a lot of times you either forget or you didn't see the notice in your mailbox. If that does happen, we do have to assess that $50 fee. We have our water technicians, our storm drain technicians as well that have to go out to these homes and tag the doors. If we still have not received payment the following day, the water service will be disconnected. And that just ends up with phone calls. We all need our water. Yeah, that's never fun. (laughs) It's not fun. But um, even if your water is disconnected and you call our office, we are still willing to work with you. Even if you give us some form of payment, we can help you in getting your water service reconnected. And how long does that usually take to get it turned back on once it's turned off? Once it's turned off, we do have 24 business hours to reconnect the service. But currently right now, if you make payment and notify our office, we will get your service reconnected the same day. Wonderful. Uh, Maria, talk to us a little bit about uh, about the military. Any special programs that we have for our military uh, active and veteran uh, service members? Yes, we actually do. If you are currently deployed active duty outside of the state of Utah for more than 60 days, you can fill out the abatement form. You can find that on our city website or in our city offices as well. You can fill out the form. Just provide your ID and your military orders and we can go ahead and get that process. It's $25 that we offer off of your utility bill. Wonderful. Uh, definitely, that, that's so great that we can support uh, you know, our military personnel that are in, on active duty. That's um, certainly, they don't need to be worrying about what's happening at home while they're, uh, they're out serving. And what about, uh, talk to us a little bit about garbage service. Yes, garbage service. We do get questions on garbage collection. Currently, we have our map, but if you have any questions on when it's going to be picked up or when your recycle week is, that is available on our city website. Just plug in your address and it will give you that information. The garbage cans and recycle cans do have to be out before 7 a.m. on your garbage collection day. And if the garbage truck does damage your garbage cans, Give us a call. We can go ahead and get that scheduled to have it replaced the following week. Great. Now, Maria, what what hours can people call uh, to contact you or the uh, other very friendly ladies uh, in your department? Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 p.m. They can call us. Okay. Well, thank you, Maria. Thank you. Well, let's go to uh, Mr. Jerome. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mayor? Doing great. Good. Hey, so uh, talk to us a little bit about the history of the uh, utility uh, billing uh, department. What insights can you uh, share with us? You've you've been with the city for a few years, and I'm sure you've sure you've seen a, a few things. Yeah. So we've um, the utility billing department has actually billed for utility services that we don't actually currently offer in the city anymore. Um, when the city first started. Uh, we had all the utilities. We had uh, telephone, water, sewer, uh, garbage, storm drain, electric, and gas. And currently, the telephone, electric, and gas is being serviced by the private sector. 
And so the utility billing department has, has seen a lot of changes over the years with those services. Um, but currently the service we provide that actually is the only metered service right now is water. And so um, we uh, have uh, four clerks right now, four, four part-time, well, three part-time clerks, one full-time clerk, and then the supervisor that are available to actually um, answer questions and do that billing. Um, it's fluctuated over the years based on those services that we have actually had to uh, provide in the past that we, we don't anymore. So um, the telephone service actually was sold in 2005 and then the electric and gas in 2015. Uh, the services that we currently provide right now are, are not going to change in the near future, if at all. Um, so those are the ones that we will continue to bill. So uh, what, what efforts have been uh, 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 set as goals in, in, the, in the city for, for customer service? How can we, um, I don't know, I just, just want uh, our, our listeners to know that uh, the city is, uh, you know, considers serving our residents, you know, first and foremost. And, and certainly managing personnel is a challenge. But um, what insights can you give us as far as, um, yeah, scheduling, managing, and, and uh, the extent of the hours that uh, service personnel are available? Well, we, in the past, were available uh, 54 hours a week. We had um, the office open from 7.30 to 6.30 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 7.30 to 5.30 p.m. on Fridays. And that was what it was for quite a few years. Um, after the city was open for five days a week. The city had been on a four-day, just Monday through Thursday schedule for a number of years and then switched back to being open for five days a week. However, 54 hours a week is hard to schedule for, and there were a lot of times where we had limited staff on hand because they had reached their maximum number of hours and couldn't be scheduled. So uh, we've, we've cinched that down a little bit. Um, a lot of the employees of the city still work for a 10-hour work week, but we're still open five days a week. So there's a little bit of scheduling issues, but being open 7.30 to 5.30, Monday through Friday, um, we hope that that helps the residents, especially when you have a lot of residents who commute to you know, the Provo, Orem area, or Salt Lake that hopefully they can either come in and, and or call the office to address concerns or issues they have before or after work. Um, so that's why we, we are open that, that many hours a week. As far as customer service goes, um, we've had a lot of trainings in the past to address, you know, getting, getting as much customer service training as possible for our clerks. And, you know, one of the things we've done is empowered the clerks to make decisions. You know, we have policies that restrict, you know, what they can and can't do. Um, because again, we have a, a fiduciary duty to the city to safeguard the assets of the city. And if water's consumed or a resource is consumed, we wanna make sure that's billed and paid for and that the burden isn't passed on to someone else. But in that, there's a variety of issues that can come up. Um, I think of, one in particular where <clears throat> there was a family that I don't remember the exact circumstances, but the, one of the spouses passed away unexpectedly. And, um, you know, when that happens, there's a lot of, of, of really heavy things that that family is dealing with and utilities, paying utilities is not going to be at the forefront of their mind for sure. S for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And in that regard, uh, the utility billing department actually heard that this had happened via Facebook. Um, the family actually didn't pay the bill and actually at the time of shutoff still hadn't paid the bill. And so I remember the, the supervisor coming to me and saying, hey, you know, what should we do about this? And that, and I said, well, what do you feel is best? Again, going back to that empowering our employees to make decisions um, that are in the best um, for the best of the residents. And the supervisor said, well, I don't think we should shut them off. Let's give them some time. And that's what we did. We, we allowed them to, to have more time to settle the, the, the affairs of their family and get things in order and not have to worry about that. And that's the thing that we actually try to have our clerks continue to keep at the forefront of their mind. Because when, when customers or residents come in or call and there's a problem with their utilities or they're having trouble paying for whatever reason. Um, emotions are high, the stress is high, and so the conversation can quickly go bad sure, if, oh, if the clerks aren't feeling that they have the power to be able to do what they feel is best in that situation. Great, any other stories you wanna share? In fact, uh, Maria, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you have a few stories as well. Uh, if there are any stories that you wanna share, just jump on in. Uh, I remember one other, um, we'll give Maria some time to think of some others too, but um, there was one gentleman who uh, came in, he was very upset, and um, utilities, the utility department said, hey, you know, can you help this gentleman out? So I brought him into my office and we talked, and he, he did, he had a lot of concerns. And, you know, I just, I let him talk, get those get those concerns out and um, just said, hey, will you allow me to address each one of these and, and have an open dialogue with you on this? And he said, yes. And so basically we had a good talk. And as soon as he, he understood where we were coming from and some of the constraints that we had, um, we were able to actually have a really good conversation. He understood where we were coming from and I understood where he was coming from. And from that point on, there, was, there were no issues. Um, and that's, that's typically what happens with our customers is, you know, if they can you know, have a conversation with one of our, cler of our clerks and understand the constraints that we do have, even though we like to try to be as responsive as we can, um, then I think that we can, we can have a good relationship. So once people around. understand that uh, city staff aren't just power hungry and mean, that they're just really trying to be responsible and uh, compassionate at the same time. Because certainly, you know, with these kind of issues, you know, these are very, you know, these are little human stories, right? right. This is real life going on and, and people are bound to get emotional about uh, uh, those kind of things, you know, when those challenges come up. And no one ever likes to be in a situation where they can't pay a, a water bill or something. And uh, so certainly, yeah, there are rules, rules to follow and be enforced, but at the same time, we want to be compassionate and understanding as well. Uh, can you add anything to that, Maria? That does remind me of actually several, several conversations we have had with our residents. They do go through hard times and Sometimes it could honestly be just a misunderstanding. They, I, I, I recall a story that a resident called one of our clerks and was very upset, was, you know, things got heated, he started getting escalated, or um, he thought he had paid his bill this one time, had proof that he had paid his bill, but through our research, we couldn't locate the payment. It was nowhere to be found. And uh, that call finally, 
came to me. So what I did is looked a little bit harder, called a few departments. What it ended up being is he had actually paid for a basement permit. Oh. So he thought he paid the, <laughs> the utility billing department, but he didn't. After we had a nice conversation, we were able to resolve it. And we were able to waive the fee because he ha he did. He honestly thought he had paid. We Honest got the mistake. Cert it sure. was. Yeah. Um, we reconnected his water service. And the he even sent us flowers apologizing. <laughs> We've had so many stories like this. Or if they can't uh, make their utility payment because somebody passed away or they have somebody that's sick in their home. We do have a good conversation and set up a payment arrangement for a later date. Um, but anybody that's going through a hard time, give us a call before it's due, before it's scheduled to be turned off, and we can avoid that in the future. Now, uh, a, a person you know, experiencing, whether they forget or whether they're just going through a difficult time, uh, you know, might tend to think, well, I, I guess I'm the only one. Uh, but it's probably more common than most people realize. It is. Uh, can you give us a clue of, like, how many uh, you deal with on a regular basis? I, I guess just just for context, so our residents uh, have, a, have an idea of, of really how common it is and, and, and how often that you, you deal with these type of issues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the amount of late notices, those of us who forget to pay our bill, we actually send anywhere between 800 to 1,000 every month notices, letting them know that they're behind. When it comes to the ones that we actually disconnect or assess our fee to, it's anywhere between 200, um, 80 to 200. Physical shutoffs, I would say it's closer to 60 to 80 that we do every month. And those are all manual. It right? is. It is. Our technicians do have to go out to the home, tag the doors. That would be the 200 to 150 every month. And then the following day, they would go and do the disconnections, which, which would be 60 to 80 that they have to go open the cannon and turn off the water. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's quite a bit of uh, labor that uh, tax revenue is going <laughs> to, to pay those, those salaries, those hours, uh, that certainly... We'd love to avoid. We would. Give us a call. Let's set up a payment arrangement. And we, we honestly don't want to go out there and do this many disconnections. Give us a call and we can help you out. Great. Yeah, they, they would love it if we had a month where there were, were none. There are no shutoffs at all. Um, I think that would be a, a, a blessed day in their lives. But, uh, and again, it's um, it's going to happen. But uh, you know, some some customers, some of our customers, have actually said, "Well, why is it so fast? Why does it happen so soon after the due date?" Um, you know, we've ha we've had at times where um, we've we've contemplated moving the the due date up sooner rather than having it on the last day of the month, so that the time between the due date and the actual shutoff date is longer as well. However, um, you know, it's, we, we want to give our residents as much time to pay on time as possible. So keeping it at the end of the, the, the month, it's a consistent date. It's always the last day of the month. That's easier to remember than, than something that could be floating. Um, and then also, um, you know, having 
um, the, the shutoff about two to two and a half weeks on average, I think, after that due date. There's a reason for that, and that's because we actually need to start the reading process for the next month. So the, the meters are usually read around the 20th of each month. So by the time that the shutoff is actually being done, if there's someone who hasn't paid by then, they're already um, 20 to 25, maybe even a little bit longer than that days into the next reading period. So they've already consumed almost an entire month's worth more of water um, that they haven't even been billed for at the time that they're shut off for the previous bill that was unpaid. So that's part of the reason why we have that schedule um, and that we don't go longer is because obviously this is a precious resource, water is. Um, the bill in itself um, reflects other, other utilities besides just water. But we want to make sure that um, you know, we are c making sure we're collecting the money that's due to the city so that we can continue to provide those services. Great. Thank you for those insights, Paul. Let's, uh, we've kind of left uh, Pat out of this conversation a little bit, so let's bring her in. Uh, thanks for being here, Pat. Uh, Thank you. Can you give us a little bit of a now, – now, you are um, a receptionist here at the city, right? I am, The, the yes. receptionist. So yes. um, can you give us a little bit of an overview of um, uh, your, your perspective from that receptionist's desks and uh, services available that you can assist our residents with? Yes, I would be happy to. I'm glad for the opportunity to be able to um, mention um, how much we enjoy interacting with Eagle Mountain residents. Um, sometimes we are the very first contact that a new resident has or uh, a guest uh, who comes into City Hall or maybe even someone who is just visiting the area looking to buy a home. And um, if they're a new resident, one of the first things I like to say to them is, welcome to Eagle Mountain. We hope you like it here. Uh, because I've been here for 15 years and, and love it. And uh, the reception area is in the front lobby at City Hall. It's kind of the hub. Um, people come in and span out from that area to go to the library or the recorder's office or the sheriff's station or utility billing or um, some other entity in the city. Uh, they may have an appointment with an administrator and and so they start with reception and uh, we always like to make them feel welcome and comfortable. Um, for new residents we have um, information that we give them. Although our, uh, our desk area is limited, we have a lot of information that we can give them. Um, one of the things that we like to give them is a free map of the city streets that um, we update annually. And um, this year we printed um, a thousand rather than 500 because our city's growing a lot. And this um, city street map comes in very handy because we're not on the grid like some of the cities in Utah are. And um, so it makes it um, a whole lot easier to find, especially if you're looking for a new home and you know the address. I've even had um, delivery people come to our city who are maybe delivering something in in a far 
side of the city who know that we'll have an answer here. And they come with their big semi and park outside and say, I can't find this because it's a new street and it's not on Google. And we help them find it. And um, 100% um, were of the time we're able to help them find where they need to deliver that big semi full of stuff for a that, new build or for a new business. Um, yeah, that's great. In fact, uh, you know, 500 or 1,000 maps might not sound like a lot, but there's a reason for that, right? Because we have to continually update them. <laughs> yes. And um, last year we uh, did 500. This year we did 1,000. And um, we still have a few. So if, uh, if you're interested in coming and picking up one of those city street maps, um, we'd be glad to have you come pick it up. We also um, give them... Um, information about how to contact the city, um, how to stay informed in Eagle Mountain. If you go to our website, um, you can sign up to receive uh, emails or texts, and we send out notices whenever there's a city event going on or a city meeting, or if there's um, road work being done somewhere that might affect traffic, or if there's an accident that's affecting the commute, things like that. We like to keep our um, citizens informed so they kind of know what's going on and have a heads up and we also um, give out uh, two dump passes per household per calendar year um, so that uh, people have things they need to take to the landfill um, they have those two dump passes which allow them up to 500 pounds of uh, material um, and so those are available at the reception desk. We also um, sell um, dog licenses and cat licenses. And the dog licenses are required in the city, um, but cat licenses are not required, only recommended. But they are uh, advantageous if your cat becomes lost, which happens a lot. I see that on Facebook almost every day. Somebody has lost a cat or a dog. And um, the license that licenses that we sell are either one-year, two-year, or three-year licenses. So you can get um, any of those options. You just need to bring with you um, the animal's rabies certificate, current, and uh, microchip number if if they are microchipped and a checkbook because we're going to be mailing the payment to north utah valley animal shelter um, so um, we also um, seasonal uh, sell sports uh, registrations at the front desk and right now uh, we're doing junior jazz which um, is uh, has their deadline for registration this coming Monday. Um, you can register late November 5 through 11 with a late fee. So, so people are very excited about the sports that we have here in Eagle Mountain as well. So it sounds like if anybody has any questions about the city, particularly if they're uh, new to the city, uh, if they want to come in or call, um, they should some, come see you. So now at, at the front desk, uh, Pat, it will either be you or Brenna. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, I work in the morning, the morning shift, and Brenna works the afternoon shift. And we both are um, capable of 
helping answer just about any question. Or at least get them pointed in the right direction, right? Connect them with Let them know where to find the answers. And our website is a very good place to start because it has a ton of information on the website about the city. Okay. And if uh, someone wants to call you uh, directly, is there a number that they use? There is. It's 789-6600. And we also have a hotline number for after hours if you have a a um, irrigation leak or a sewer backup problem or street flooding that you want to report, there's a hotline which is 801-789-5959 and it gives you several options on there depending on the nature of the problem. Great. Well, I would certainly want our residents to know that if they have any questions, concerns, or issues, that there are, you know, people like you here at the city ready to uh, answer those questions, ready, ready to serve them and help them in ever, whatever way that you can. And so we're glad that you're here and uh, able to serve our residents. And so and thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, are there any other closing remarks that anybody wants to make uh, that they want to add at this point? Go ahead, Maria. I did want to add... Anybody can contact us via email, utilitybilling at emcity.org. They can call 801-789-6609. Email us with any questions that you have if you can't get a hold of us via telephone. All of our information is on our city website, emcity.org or eaglemountaincity.com. Wonderful. Okay, well, thank you. Well, this will conclude our... uh podcast on utility billing and reception. This has been Talking Up Eagle Mountain. Uh, Thanks for listening and uh, tell tell your friends about the podcast and join us again. Thank you very much. Hello, Evan here. If you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode of the podcast, you can send an email to info at emcity.org or send a text message to 801-358- 1175. That's 801 358 1175.